Hey, Bridal Babes, welcome to the Bridal Babe Society podcast, where we talk all about building the bridal business of your dreams. Hi, I'm Emily, and I've been a bridal makeup artist for over a decade. I'm a bridal team owner turned educator, passionate about helping women gain the financial and schedule freedom they deserve. Join me as we navigate the confusing and overwhelming waters that come with entrepreneurship. Being a business owner is tough, but so are you. Consider me your new Bridal Biz BFF. Hey, Bridal Babes. Welcome back to another episode of Bridal Babe Society. I'm Emily, your host, and today I want to have an honest talk about what it really takes to be a successful bridal business owner. For those of you that know my story, you know that I did not get to where I am overnight. It took me years to figure things out, and I learned a lot of shit the hard way. However, I'm so thankful for every hard lesson. It has truly shaped me into the business owner I am today, and I will forever be grateful for that. Business ownership is not a straight and easy path. It's crooked, it has really high highs and really low lows, but if you feel it in your core that you're meant to be a business owner and you have that burning passion inside of you, nothing, and I mean nothing, can stop you from achieving that goal. I get the question often, what does it really take to be a successful business owner? And today I wanna share my thoughts, opinions, and answers with you. There are five main things, in my opinion, that you need to be a successful owner and leader. The first category of things that I think that you need in order to be successful, especially long-term, is proper legality. This means ensuring proper legality behind the scenes, aka following the law. (laughs) Fun stuff, right? I'm going to touch on a couple points under the legality umbrella, even though there is more to it, but these are the top things that I would recommend making sure you have set up when you're wanting to start a business. Or if you already have a business and don't have these things in place, you want to stop what you're doing and literally get on this today. Most start with an LLC and it's just a good place to start. You can change this down the road, of course. For example, when I first started, I was just an LLC and now I am an S Corp which is still technically an LLC, it gets really, really muddy and confusing. This is why having a CPA is really beneficial. But essentially, I'm still an LLC. I'm just taxed differently being an S-Corp. To create an LLC, it's really easy and you can do it within minutes. You can literally get an EIN probably in five minutes. In addition to getting your EIN, you'll probably need to register your business with your secretary of state. However, every state is different and I don't claim to know all the laws in every state. So I'm not sure all the requirements per maybe your state. However, an EIN is a federal ID number, which every business does need. So I know that at least that applies to everybody. For me in Ohio, I had to register my business with the Secretary of State. The EIN is free, I believe, and the Secretary of State registration was under $100, I want to say. Next thing you want to make sure you do is open all proper tax accounts. So depending on your state, you may need to open specific tax accounts such as sales tax. Depending on your service volume or your taxable services and products, you'll either most likely qualify for a monthly sales tax or a biannual sales tax. Also, a side note with this whole opening additional sales tax accounts and things, you want to make sure that you look into what services that you provide are sales taxable. For example, in Ohio, our dry hairstyling services are not taxable. However, if you go to a salon and you get color, those are taxable. Our makeup services or anything that we're applying to the face like lashes are also taxable. So depending on your state, it can be a little tricky to navigate that. 
You should be able to call your local government agencies and also even check with state board, potentially depending how your state is set up. But you want to make sure that you are taxing the right services. And then, of course, if you sell anything, have any kind of retail, all of that would be taxed as well. When I first started, I was only paying sales tax biannually because the volume was so minimal. But now I have to pay sales tax monthly because of the volume that we reach. So that'll just depend on where you're at in your business. I personally love having to pay sales tax monthly because it lessens the responsibility of me to save all that sales tax for six months at a time, which if you're operating at a higher volume like my company does, that can add up very quickly. And next thing you know, you have a few thousand dollars saved for just sales tax and it's just sitting there. So I prefer to just pay sales tax every month in, it's out, and I'm done with it. I actually have my bookkeeper do this for me so I don't have to do it myself anymore but it's pretty easy to do and you can do it within just a few minutes online. Whatever you do, don't get behind on sales tax. Trust me, if you are even one month behind, like you're gonna start getting letters in the mail from the IRS and it's not fun. For those of you who have followed me for a while, you know I'm all about organization and I love a good organization tip. So I wanna give you one for your sales tax and honestly, you can apply this to many other things in your business. But I use my Google Calendar for so many things, and I literally could not run my business without it. It keeps me on track. I have our sales tax due date on my calendar as a reoccurring event every day of the month that it is due. So that way, I'm not missing it. I'm seeing it every month. It's a reminder. It's really important to have things like that on your calendar and ensure you set it up to be a reoccurring event. If you have trouble getting organized in your business, you can actually grab my free Google business calendar with everything on it that I use to run my six-figure bridal beauty business as a freebie on my website, thebridalartistcollective.com. The next thing under legality is service contracts. Being in our industry, a service contract is essential and foundational. You should not be operating or servicing any clients without one. Service contracts are in place to protect you, your business, your kit, and your clients. It's a huge red flag to clients, especially in this day and age, if you do not have a service contract to provide. You also put yourself at major risk in so many ways. If you don't have a service contract, you can actually grab mine on my website. It's $89, I think, and it's the exact contract I use in my business. It protects me. I always feel really confident in it, and I've used it for years. If you do grab mine, you might notice a few things in it that you might want to remove or alter, and that is totally normal, and you should completely customize this to your business. One thing I want to mention about service contracts is if you ever have a negative experience in whatever way within your business and you're like, damn, I really don't want this to happen again, add it to your contract. I add things to my contract Anytime something new comes up in business and I'm like, damn, I maybe didn't have a policy for that or I didn't have a a way to deal with that or I don't want this to happen again, put it in your contract, babe. It's your business. It's your way. Whatever you say and however you want to run your business, you can. Your contract should outline every single policy in which your business operates. So don't be afraid to make it too long either. This is your business, like I said, and your rules go any legit business will be using a service contract. If you don't have a service contract and you're not willing to invest in a service contract, you may not be ready to be a business owner. My final point on legality for business ownership is liability insurance. And this is honestly like the first thing you should get. It's the most important thing at the end of the day because this is 
your whole life. (laughs) If you don't have liability insurance for yourself, do not let this day end without you doing that. You should not be touching any client's face or hair without liability insurance. Not only do you put yourself at risk, you also put at risk any assets that you have, your family, your financial stability, etc. So liability insurance is mandatory, you guys. It's also pretty inexpensive, actually. Sometimes companies where you get your regular insurance, like your homeowner insurance, your renter's insurance, sometimes those companies also offer liability insurance, so you can check with them too. Or you can find a specialty insurance firm who provides liability insurance for freelancers in specific industries, which is what I did before I had to change insurance because I had a physical space. Before I had physical space and equipment and different things like that, I use a company called Insured Bodywork. You can check them out at insuredbodywork.com. It's under $100 for the entire year. You can get it within minutes online. You can get proof of coverage almost immediately. But there are so many other companies out there too. I did use Insured Bodywork for a few years, like I said, before I had more of a physical space and just a way different business structure. But if you're a solo artist and you're just kind of doing your own thing, this insurance coverage is super affordable and a great option to start with. Okay, so point number two of my five things is all about policies. So you should not be running your business without policies. Policies are so important for your business to have in place. They give your business structure and something to always lean on. They should be policies that you create with good intent for how you want to run your business. Remember, this is your business and what you say goes. Without policies, clients and staff will walk all over you and it will be hard for you to gain respect. Some important policies to have are things like service minimums, your cancellation policy, retainer payments, balances, when you require somebody to come on site and what do you require to be on site, travel fees, communication policies, response times, etc. You want to get as detailed as you can. Policies give your business structure and it helps you also manage client expectations along the entire client journey. Point number three on my list of five things is workflows. And honestly, I would have done this one first because it's like the most important thing in my opinion. However, of course, legality has to come first. Your policies have to come first because all of that really needs to be in place in order to support your workflow. But workflows are my favorite thing to create because I know the magic of systems and procedures. Your lack of systems and processes will absolutely hold you back. The truth is, Running a bridal artistry business without the right systems and workflows in place is a one-way ticket to burnout, and trust me, I have been there. It also makes it impossible to grow your business because at a certain point, you're going to reach capacity and you can't keep up. So then you get stagnant and you can't grow and you stay stuck in this position of no growth. But when you have organized and streamlined processes that support you and support your free time and your mental well-being... You have a strong foundation that you can build on, whether that means taking on more clients, if you're a solo artist, or if that means building a team and scaling your business, whatever it is, having those in place will allow you to do that with ease. If you struggle in this department, you can check out my signature course, The Bridal Artist Workflow. 
Inside my course, you will get every step of my workflow, including all email templates, my organization system, my autoresponders, over $3,000 of bonuses, and so much more. Since we're Bridal Biz BFFs at this point, I do have a discount code for you in the show notes if you decide to take the next step to elevating your bridal business. This is exclusively for those who listen to my podcast, and you can save $100 off my program. I will also link more information about the program below as well. Point number four on my list of five things is organization. Listen, chaos and disorganization inside your business is not just stressing you out, but it is also impacting your bride's experience. Trust me, they notice and they don't like it. Clients can pick up on someone who is disorganized. And the main way that I stay organized in my business is with my Google Calendar, my Google Sheets, and ClickUp, which has changed my life. I'm not joking. My favorite business organizing apps ever. I actually plan to do a free training on ClickUp because I get a lot of DMs about it when I post about it on Instagram. But I want to do like a little video on ClickUp and show you how you can use it to help you get organized in your bridal business. It's also like the number one tool I use for new projects or just new things I want to bring to my business that have many steps or have many tasks assigned to them. ClickUp has truly changed my productivity. Like I can't even describe it to you. ClickUp has a free plan if you want to try it out or head over to my Bridal Babe Society Facebook group and hopefully that training will be in there. If it's not yet, it'll be in there soon. And like I mentioned before, you can actually grab my entire business calendar for free on my website, thebridalartistcollective.com. So you can see how I add tasks to my calendar, what tasks I do and when in order to just keep my business moving in a positive direction. Okay, we're at number five, my final number in my what I think you need in order to be a successful business owner. Again, these are my opinions. However, number five is a freaking backbone. (laughs) Literally the most important tip of all. If you want to be successful, you need a damn backbone, girl. All of the things we discussed earlier will not matter at all if you do not have the courage to back everything in your business up. I will tell you straight up that it is not always comfortable to be a business owner, and it is not always comfortable to be the one that has to handle all the bullshit, but it's always necessary for you to be able to stand your ground. One thing I want you to just make sure you understand is that this is your business and that staff and clients do not dictate to you how you run your business. This is your business. You must always remember that. Clients and staff and team members, whoever it is, are always going to make you question yourself. However, my advice on that is to make sure every policy you create, everything you put in your contract, the systems you use, the structure you put into your business, if you do everything with good intention, it's so much easier to back it up and enforce policies when needed. So just keep that in mind as you're building your business, you're structuring your business, Just make decisions with good intent. As long as you're not out here trying to scam somebody and you're putting policies in place for a reason, it's okay. You've got to believe in your business, believe in your systems, believe in your policies, and you need to be able to stand strong in all of those things to really, really be successful. Well, Bridal Babes, those are my five points. I hope that it was helpful to hear. This is just coming from my own personal experience. I've been in the industry over a decade. 
I have truly started from scratch. So these are the things that I feel like I would have loved to know and understand when I was first starting. So hopefully in some capacity, this helps you or maybe gives you the motivation to add some more structure to your business, whatever it is. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode.